This is Mario with 210 Local Music Podcast. You're listening to episode 10. This is 210 Local Music Podcast. We bring art, music, and entertainment to you straight from the Alamo City in San Antonio, Texas, where the culture of our past and the innovation and creativity of tomorrow collide. We're there. You can find us online at www.210localmusic.com, on Twitter, and don't forget to like our fan page on Facebook. Here's your host, Mario Zamoron. Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download at www.audibletrial.com slash 210localmusic. There are over 150,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Well, it's been an interesting ride so far, and now we've finally hit episode 10. 10 episodes of 210 Local Music Podcast, and I've got to say that I'm extremely optimistic about the future. We've got some great interviews coming in the next few months. Lots of bands, singers, artists, entertainers, comedians, you name it. We've got it, and it's all San Antonio. In this episode, I've brought back one of our featured artists, this one from episode 3, AFOS. I know him by Aaron, and I work with him at our 9 to 5. After hearing his party rehab EP, I immediately wanted to see this guy succeed. He's a nice guy, he's doing his thing to support his family and follow his dream, both of which I can totally respect. So here you go, my interview with AFOS. Hey, this is AFOS, and you listen to 210 Local Music Podcast. First of all, I want to say thanks for letting us do the interview again. No problem. Uh, for the listeners, this is the second time we had to do it. The first time, the audio just was not coming out right. Uh, you can all tell my podcast has been plagued with audio issues, but hopefully those issues are done. Moving forward, I've got like several microphones here just to be sure that I've gotten everything. I think Love and Rome and I think Stacy, you guys were witness to that, <laughs> to that process getting started. So let me just set up this last microphone. I guess I'll let it slide. If I had to do two interviews, it's cool. <laughs> Makes me feel more popular. Well, there you go. That's, that's, what, that's exactly what it is. <laughs> All right, so what we'll do is we'll start off with, uh, of course, the question that I ask everybody, who are you and what do you do? Uh, my, my stage name or my artist name is AFOS. Uh, I do hip-hop. Um, pretty much I just fill out whatever, I mean, beat someone, and I really just give my all in everything I do as far as music goes. So, And who handles your beats? Uh, I have a producer. His name is Ricardo. Um, his actual, I guess... Producing name is uh, Archive, and he's from San Antonio. Okay, cool. So he gets he gets that part set up first for you, or you give him an idea as to uh, what to go with. It's a little it's a little bit of both. Um, mm -hmm. Sometimes I'll come up with like a course, I'll write it without having a beat, mm -hmm. and I'll let him hear it, and then he'll be like, "Oh, I got a beat for it." Or sometimes he'll make a beat and be like, "Hey, you really need to check out this beat that I made. I think you'll like it," and then we'll go from there. So it just depends on what we're going for. Cool. So do you do all the writing? Uh, the vocal writing or yes. okay so you handle all the lyrics all the lyrics okay cool um, kind of going back a little bit where are you originally from because I know you're not from San Antonio yeah uh, I'm a military brat um, I was born in Germany uh, moved around a lot I've lived in California lived in Louisiana um, and then pretty much my, my, my the majority of my life I grew up in Oklahoma so that's the closest thing I can say is home to me so what brought you to San Antonio specifically school 
Cool. Yeah. I mean, I'm a normal person just like everybody else. You know, I go, did college, you know. College isn't for me, but, you know, I did a couple of college uh, semesters. And then uh, I realized that after that, that college wasn't for me. But I picked up a lot of good things. So that's what brought me here was just school. So did you go to UTSA, I guess? No, uh, I tried UTSA for a semester, uh, too expensive for me. Then I went and started (laughs) going to uh, San Antonio College, the community colleges. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I feel like they're really good. I mean, for anybody who wants to go to college, I would always advise, you know, especially if you're not sure if you want to go to college, try community college. It's cheaper, so. Yeah, I think I spent uh, a lot of time at SAC. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So what made you decide to get into music specifically? Um, I mean... As far as I can remember back, I've always had a love for music. So it's always been one of those things that I would hear it anytime I'm in a car, anytime I'm somewhere. I just, if I know the lyrics, which typically I do, which is weird to me because sometimes I'll hear a song one time and be like, oh, I know this song. But, but I mean, that's what, just the passion for it. I just love the sounds of music. I just love all type of, all types of music, like country, uh, rock. I mean, I get into it all. Yeah. But uh, I mean, hip hop's my favorite for myself to do. Yeah. That's where you find your self-expression comes out a little bit more. Exactly. Something I can kind of, you know, how can I put it? What word am I looking for? Something that uh, ties me to me, I guess. That's the best way I can put it. I <laughs> like search through my brain to say something. But yeah. yeah. And you've, you've told me before that your family's also kind of musical. Your brother's. Yeah. Um, my, my brothers, yeah, they're really big in music. Um, that's who, I guess you, you said what got me into music. I guess you could say them as well. Um, uh, when I was young, they would always like rap and they, they were big Bone Thugs and Harmony fans. Uh, and it just was one of those things that they would do that. And I, I would listen and that was like our time to like bond Mm -hmm. because before that there was, they weren't really big in sports growing up. I was, but, um, I mean, that, that's what they did was music. So whenever I wanted to hang out with them, I had to like, it had to be about music to a yeah. certain extent. So I'd be like, hey, did you hear that new Bone Thugs or something like that? <laughs> you know, just spark a conversation. Oh, yeah, you heard it? Did you like it? You know, they try to like, <laughs> like school me as far as music goes. Oh, and it would be okay. funny. But then uh, I just kind of took to bond with them and spend more time with them. I, I actually learned to write music, you know, at a really young age. I think the first time I actually did something, I think I was like 10 around there 10 or 11 mm-hmm. and uh it wasn't anything good you know nothing to brag about but i mean it was it was a start and i let them hear it and then i got kind of like the uh it's okay you got some work to do but not bad yeah and then so after that I, it just kind of became a passion i liked it because it was like something i could express myself by doing yeah wow, that's awesome and i think before you had said that uh one of your brothers in particular kind of would like challenge you every single time yeah. you come to him yeah I got a brother named Tyrone, and he always tries to challenge me when it comes to music. He always likes to, you know, I'll do something, and he's like, oh, that was all right, but listen to this. You know, like, I could let him hear, like, my songs, and as soon as I start, like, hey, check this out, check this out, he'll be like, oh, let me show you what I've been working on, though. And he doesn't even, like, <laughs> let me get through what I'm what I'm trying to show him. He's like, oh, yeah, yeah. that's cool, but hold on. Let me pull up my computer. Yeah. like, oh, here we go. And are either of them still making music at all, or? Uh, both of them a little bit. I actually talked to him maybe about a month and a half ago. Um, of course, life gets in the way sometimes for people to where they, you know, they don't have as much time. You know, my brother, he just had a baby. He just had a, a little boy, so I have a, a nephew. And so, Congratulations. Yeah. And so um, he, I think my nephew's now, he's a year old. 
So, I mean, of course, you know how that is, you know, being a parent yourself. Yeah. You know, that's the busiest times, especially oh, yeah. when they're really little. You don't want to miss those moments. So I think he kind of stepped away, and that's Tyrone. I think he kind of stepped away from music a little bit, uh, but he's doing it here and there from what he told me. Mm-hmm. And then my older brother, uh, TJ, he, he still does music. He's actually been a, a big inspiration to me. Like, he's really stood beside me and was like, I'm really proud of everything that you're doing as far as music goes right now. Like, keep it up. That's great. So, it's good to have that support system yeah. in place. That's a big thing, you know, especially, I mean, it, it, I mean, being an up-and-coming artist, it can be hard for anybody, you know, trying to stay motivated, trying to, you know, get out there and get your name out there. It's, it's, it's a lot of groundwork for yourself, you know. You have to really want it to actually succeed in it. Yeah, there's, a, there's very much a, a heavy business aspect, especially for people that are independent. Exactly. Where they have to really push through to sell themselves and to... to fight and claw for anything and everything they can get you find yourself experiencing that 24 7 pretty much <laughs> i think you hit it all right <laughs> yeah i mean especially like you know um, which we'll talk about later like the upcoming shows that i have going on but i mean a lot of those i mean everything that i've got so far has just been me like you know really out there spending my own money really out there marketing myself you know so i mean Mario's helped me market, of course. Thank him for the airtime. <laughs> thank, right thank you. Thank <laughs> you. So, yeah. But, I mean, other than that, yeah, I mean, really just finding people who are struggling and trying to do the same thing is the best thing for an independent artist to do because you're going to find people who are trying to do the same thing you're trying to do so y'all can help each other. Build that support system. Exactly. And you are part of a, part of a group, right? Yes. Well, I created a, a little group um, through my producer because I met a lot of people when I was just out, you know, trying to get out there on the scene. And they were just, oh, I do music. I do music. So I met a few people um, that were worth my time, I, I would say. You know, there's a lot of people out there who want to do music, but they really don't put the time or effort into doing it. But I met a few people out there, and we, we call ourselves VMC. So Varsity Music Camp is what we go by. So. Very yeah, cool. I mean, look out for a lot of those artists. I mean, I got one that's actually going to perform with me on the 30th. And, and that's JP. JP. Yeah, he's a little R&B artist. Nice, nice. So you mentioned uh, you mentioned your genre that you consider. Is that kind of the genre that you're going to stay in? Do you uh-huh. look to expand? or? I mean, to me, I feel like as, as any artist, I think you should always like play with other areas of music. I mean, really make sure that you're in the right area of music. So I would say, I mean, you can look for, I mean, me trying other waters. I would say I would always, I would ever stray away from hip hop in, it, in itself. But I mean, I'll probably do. I mean, I, I have a few R&B tracks, you know, that I would like to work on. But I mean, I wouldn't call myself a great singer, but I might try it. You know, who knows? So it sounds like this whole thing just means everything to you right now it means the world yeah what does it mean for for your family because you have a you have a daughter as well yes yeah and she's she's how old she's six yeah. she's old yeah. so i bet it's pretty important that this is something that's successful and that can help yeah, yeah. maintain things yeah definitely um i mean right now of course i i do what i have to do to, to make money right now i'm in banking um which i enjoy as well but um i mean when you have a passion for something you have a love for something you want to do what you love and like you said for my family it, it's pretty funny my daughter uh she she told me the other day um, when she was down visiting me that she wanted to be a singer and i i think it made me laugh because i was like i was happy that she was 
you know, kind of like involved in music in some way. And I was kind of like thinking, yeah, that's my daughter. That's me. <laughs> but um, um, I let her hear a few of my songs, um, the edited versions, of course. <laughs> um, and she really likes them. Like she, she likes, she likes a lot of my music and she'll, she'll be like, dad, this is really good. Like, this is really good. And then I have this other little girl who's, uh, her name's Makayla. And like, she's really into music. It's funny. I mean, one day maybe I can invite her, you know, yeah. to one of like these little radio things or whatever. But, um, it's it's funny because she like can name off any artist. Like I'll be like, who's that on the radio? She'll be like Drizzy Drake. Like and she's five. <laughs> oh wow, like, it's crazy. She's five, and so but she like has a love for music. Another day, I mean, the only reason I'm touching this because I found it funny. She's like my daughter to me, some way. Mm. But uh, the only reason why I, I touched on that because she saw a picture of me on Facebook on like you know for the flyers that I'm promoting, mm. and she was like, "You're a star." She told me that, and I was like, "I'm a star." She was like, "Yeah, I saw the picture on Facebook. You're a star." And I was like, oh, I was like, thanks. I was like, I'm not a star. And she was like, no, you're a star. And I was like, well, then I guess I'm not a superstar yet. And she starts <laughs> laughing. I was like, when I become a superstar, then then we'll celebrate. So yeah, well, that's awesome. Yeah. So what do you who do you consider are your main musical influences? You mentioned Bone Thugs and Harmony. Are there any other main influences? Yeah, I, got, I got love a lot. Of influences probably. <laughs> um, I would say it definitely. I mean. One of the people who I who I would strive to want to have musical talent like would be the late Tupac. I mean, I listen to a lot of his music and, I, and it just inspires me because, like, he's a storyteller. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, that's so rare nowadays that you find people to tell stories in music. I mean, you, you'll find it in different, uh, what do you say, I can't even pronounce genres, whatever. Uh, genres, yeah. Yeah, genres of music. But, um... I mean, not really in hip hop anymore. It's we strayed away from like you know storytelling. But I really like like last night. I think I was bumping some Tupac, and I was like, dang, he's like such a like good storyteller. So I would still say he's a really big influence on my music. Uh, Ti like Ti. Uh, I like Lil Wayne. I, I mean, I like him especially when it comes to like making like tracks that are going to be really big in the club. Like mm-hmm. he's really good at that. Uh, Drizzy Drake, um, Rick Ross. Uh, who else? There's a lot of them. I don't know. I'll stick with those for right now. But yeah, <laughs> That's a good I mean, there's a lot. Yeah, there, there's a lot of them. You know, even back in the day, I used to jam DMX hard. You know, oh, yeah. but now you know he doesn't really do too much. So. Yeah, it's good. I was gonna say it's been a while. Yeah, I used to. Yeah, I used to listen to DMX. Yeah, <laughs> it doesn't look like it, but I used to listen to DMX. Yeah. I can't. Oh, let me throw Jay Z in there. I can't forget. Uh, <laughs> yeah, actually, I think we were kind of having this discussion like maybe last week about how he's built an empire, and that's kind of one of your goals as well to yeah, yeah. to get that business and music aspect together and and build something out of it exactly i mean shoot hats off to him because from the beginning like how i started i'm like man he must have had his work cut out for him because hitting the ground like this is it's it's no joke you like i said you really have to have that ambition to to really strive to get where you're trying to go yeah absolutely um so musically speaking what sets you apart from other other rappers or other I would say um, me just being me. I, I like to have fun with music. So if 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 a person is trying to find a, a artist that they know they're gonna get a sense of humor, also and like their music, then then they'll like what I you know bring to the table. I mean, yeah. I'll try I'll try just random you know tracks sometimes. But I'm really big in like club party scenes. Like that's my that's my like feel of music. Mm-hmm. Like I like I like feel good music. So it's kind of like, you know, I don't really want to be one of those negative rappers that are talking about, you know, like, I'm not a really big person that likes to rap about, like, guns or, you know, drugs or nothing like that. But 
I mean, at the same time, like, you know, if, if it's something that I've experienced or something that I've seen or some somebody around me that's going through it, then I'll write to that as well, you know? So yeah. I just kind of pick and choose what I write. But if somebody's really looking to have a good time, that's usually what my music's about. Well, as a matter of fact, uh, I was going to say, uh, Party Rehab itself seems almost like a concept album because it's it's got that main drive of just the idea that the whole thing is a party. Yeah. And, uh, like, was there any other part of that that you that you intended or was it just straight up party? It really started as three three songs. That's what I was really doing. Because uh, I started back doing music, I mean, really doing music and recording it in December or November of 2012. So it hasn't even really been that long for me to really being back in music. I mean, thankfully I released that LP, but it really just started out as me meeting Ricardo and um, him telling me he made beats, and I was like, oh, well, let me hear some of your beats, and he let me hear some beats, and I started freestyling a little bit, like, you know, and he was like, dang, you, you're dope, like, what's up, you want to record? And I was like, that's cool, like, you know, and I was like, well, I mean, he was like, why don't you do music now? And I told him, I was like, well, I mean, I, I used to do the group thing with music, and then I strayed away from, like, you know, doing groups, group things. I think it was just too difficult, especially, like I said, the business in itself is just difficult. So imagine having like five people to try to get coordinated, be at the same show, you know, oh, yeah. record the same type of music. It was just it was just difficult. So I think that really burnt me out a little bit. But then when I started recording with him, it just became it was funny to me. Like it's kind of like you know, going back and playing like a video game or something you haven't played in forever, or going to a place that you haven't been in forever. And you're like, man, I remember why I used to love this place. Yeah, that's how I feel when I do music with him. So, I mean, but um, I'm trying to remember what your original question was on that. Um, <laughs> Well, can you tell me about the that party rehab was the concept album? Okay, yeah, sorry, I went off on it. Yeah, you're good, no. But uh, yeah, so party <laughs> rehab it really started off with three songs. Um, the first song I record, recorded was "Came to Party." The second song I recorded, I believe, was "Bill Gates Dreaming," and then it was just kind of like I I heard those or I had those two. I let a few people hear them, and I was really big on if people like the what I'm bringing out, then I'll continue. And so I let people hear those first few albums or first few songs off the LP, and they were like, "Man, like, that's you doing anything else? Like, what's like just? It was like a teaser for them. Yeah, they were like, what? Just two songs? There's two songs. What else you got?'" <laughs> and I was like, oh, "Okay, cool." So then after that, it just kind of like inspired me. Then I started going to the studio and started recording stuff here and there, here and there, and then just kind of stayed on that party thing because uh, Ricardo. I mean, he's a great as far as like producers. I would I would advise anybody who's looking for a really good producer who lets you really think for yourself in the studio. Uh, definitely touch base with him because he, he, he really does that. And so he just told me one thing. He was like, if you want to do this, I mean, let's do it, but let's do it right and make sure that we stay on the same thing. So if you're starting party and you want to do party, we're doing party. Yeah. And so I was like, you know, well, let's do party then. But I mean, I'm not a super big partier right now, so that's why I call it the actual LP party rehab because mm -hmm. I don't party as hard as I used to, so it's kind of like rehab for me. Like, yeah. But I can still <laughs> remember what I did. So, so with that being said, with, with that concept, being done or at least for now being done what is what is it that you're looking to do next have you already started recording new material yeah um i started recording new material um as far as like what i have in store i haven't narrowed it down it's not going to definitely be like a party thing of course i'm going to have like some some how can i put it i want to i want to do stuff that i can put on the radio more so i can you know get my name out there a little more so a little something for the radio definitely stuff for the club because i feel like that's where you get your most you know like the most exposure out there, mm -hmm. you know, especially getting the fan base because I would like to get big a bigger fan base. But I, I just feel like um, the next album I do is really going to be um, it's going to be a little more personal. Like you get a little like party rehab was more like you got 
the fun, crazy, I'm partying on time here. And the next, the the things that I've been working on recently is more like you might get a more personal side to me. Mm-hmm. Like I might let you in a little bit, you know, oh, okay. on like my personal like life or how I think. It may be mm-hmm. something that where people actually have to think when I'm right now more than just. So you're getting into the in, a little bit more lyrical. Exactly, a little more lyrical with my my music. And stuff. So the lyrics from Party Rehab. I mean, you kind of said it before, but to kind of delve into it a little bit more, it's it's about what the kind of life that you used to live. I live on occasion, let's put it that way. <laughs> um, well, yeah, I mean, more it was, I mean, a lot of it was off past experience. Um, I still go out and party, of course. I'm 26, just turned 26, so I still go out and party on occasion. So sometimes I get a little crazy. Um, I really never know what to expect from myself sometimes when I go out. I just kind of go out with an open mind. Like, I mean, me and my boys, every time we're out, we like turn up, turn up. Like, we just, we, that's just our, like, our feel. Like, I, I feel like if, if I'm not out having fun or, you know, really trying to live life to the fullest, mm-hmm. then I'm not really living life. So, yeah. I mean, yeah, so I would say definitely what part of rehab it was, it was that. So I guess that kind of ties itself to specifically Young and Reckless, where you talk about that idea of living in the moment. Uh, and is that part of that, what that means to you, is just trying to live it to the fullest? Yeah. <laughs> that's funny that you touched on that. Yeah, um, yeah, young and reckless definitely. That's just kind of how I feel. I mean, on a on an average day, as far as like when I'm out or doing something, I just really live life. I guess I can say irresponsibly sometimes, but still responsibly. Meaning, I'm not one of those those individuals who get tickets and don't pay them or like do crazy mm-hmm. stuff yeah. like that. Like try to get in trouble with the law. That's not really what I'm about. I just live my life. Like, I mean, if I have money to blow, I might go blow a bottle. I might go buy a couple bottles or something when I'm out. Or, you know, I really like, you know, being around my friends and us just having a really good time. So I might be like randomly, let's go to New Orleans this weekend or something. They'll be like, what? You know, like, let's go to Vegas this weekend. What? Like, you know, that, to me, that's living life. I mean, it's, it's easy to get lost in life and just kind of stay stagnant and just settle and like, you know, have you know girlfriend which isn't bad you have a girlfriend you know settle down or whatever and do all other stuff but I feel like I'm so young right now that that's not really what I'm aiming for so that's what Young and Reckless really was about it was just kind of like for people who are living at the prime of their life and they really just you know living in the moment mm-hmm. yeah gotcha well it's it's funny because uh, we actually we work together for those of you who don't know yet uh, Aaron and I work together and listening to Party Rehab definitely opened my eyes to a different part of you because I know who you are here at work. You come dressed up all nice and everything, and all professional. And, and uh, you probably heard probably rehab was like, "What? That's <laughs> <laughs> Aaron." <laughs> so where does where does Aaron end and AFOS begin? Um, I would say at work I'm Aaron. <laughs> Let me stop. <laughs> no, but really, um, I just have that. You know, I feel like with any person, you should be able to, you know, not really have two different people that you are. I mean, be able to handle. Your business this is the best way I can put it. So at work, I handle my business and my responsibilities to what they need to be handled, you know, to take care of that side. And then when I leave work, I mean, I'm still airing outside of work as well, but I, I'm just a little more free. I'm, I'm kind of like, you know, now it's time to have a good time. You can't always have a good time at work because it's work. That's why it's called work. If it was called something else like play, then, you know, <laughs> be called play. <laughs> exactly. Then maybe I'd be able to be a false out, you know, out there too. But um, I guess I would say definitely from, you know, work is just work to me and that's Aaron and then you know whenever I want to do what I love to do which is music it's AFOS this is Michelle Celeste and you're listening to 210 Local Music Podcast interested in being the focus of a broadcast 
Contact us at 210localmusic at gmail.com or info at 210localmusic.com. And don't forget to like our Facebook page. For you, the listeners of 210 Local Music Podcast, Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. You might want to check out The Secret History of Rock and Roll, The Mysterious Roots of Modern Music by Christopher Knowles. Or, for something a little more local, you could try Latino USA, San Antonio band Girl in a Coma by Maria Hinojosa. To download your free audiobook today, go to audibletrial.com slash 210localmusic. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash 210localmusic for your free audiobook. So right now, being at the beginning of your career, being independent, having a job like this and maintaining that aspect of you, do you think that there's pressure later on if and when, hopefully when, more so than if, (laughs) that this takes off, that there's going to be a time where... Aaron goes away and it's just AFOS? No. I still feel like because music is a business to me, so I still feel like, you know, I would, I mean, if I had deals to be made whenever, you know, they offered me a record deal or something like that, I would have to be Aaron. I wouldn't, I couldn't be reckless, you yeah. know, making a deal. That's not, that's not really what anybody wants to deal with. So, I mean, I would say AFOS and Aaron, I wouldn't say they were separate. I would say they're one. I just know how to, you know, how can I, I I just know the time and place for everything. That's the mm-hmm. best way I can put it. Because even at work, even at work, like I'm a supervisor, but I, I think everybody that I su- supervise, like they know that I'm still me. I'm still not. I mean, I'm not like one of those crazy supervisors who just try to write you up for stupid things. You mm-hmm. know, I, I still know people are going to be people, and I I mean I'm open with them, and that's just who I am. So if 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 a deal came along, I would just say that. I mean, you probably see AFOS like the personality a little more because then I could actually be free and, you know, open up and just do what I wanted to do, you know, right. without having, you know, worry about, oh, tomorrow I have to get up and go to work, you know? I mean, not that that's bad, but I know everybody feels feels the same way whenever you're not in the career that you want to be in, per se, like to the fullest. I feel like, you know, you feel like you're you're not giving your all sometimes. So, I mean, I love banking. Don't get me wrong. I mean, I could make a career out of banking, too. But at the same time, like, that passion for music is just burning. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so. yeah I completely understand that. That's why I started the podcast. I, I've i said it before in, in a few episodes. I consider myself a musician. Not a really good musician. Musician. <laughs> so those who can't or aren't successful at it, interview those that are and can be. Um, so, yeah, I completely get that. I, I wouldn't want to leave the scene in, in any regard. Um Listening to Party Rehab, specifically a song called All Day Long, you mentioned dedicating it to someone special. Was it specifically written for someone special, or... Uh, <laughs> He's my, chuckling. He put me on the spot. <laughs> no, nah, it, 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 um, I wouldn't say it was written for anybody specifically. Um, I just really took writing to a different, like I said, just like a different aspect when, I, when it came to that song. It, I mean, it was, it was actually an idea that I got off of a text message. Somebody had told me they had been thinking about me all day. And I thought it was cute. So I just kind of like took it and, took it and ran with it. It was like, you know, that's that's kind of a dope like way to like use music. You know, like I know there's a lot of people out there who are in love with somebody and who think about that person all day long, probably while they're at work or wherever they're at. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I just took it and ran with it. And that's really how all day long. Oh, yeah. Really good result. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
So tell me a little bit more about Varsity Music Camp. We kind of mentioned them a little bit earlier. Who's in the group? Who's it's a small group as of right now. Um, I mean, we're still looking at, you know, recruiting and doing, you know, other things. But as of right now, we really want to get it off the ground first. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, mm-hmm. as of right now, I mean, fully in Varsity Music Camp, it's myself, uh, Ricardo, which is the producer, um, which he kind of, he's not 100% like Varsity. He kind of has his own thing, too, which is called mm-hmm. Fourth Quarter, which you'll hear me say that sometimes. And in and, the and you hear it like on EP the YouTube, well. like, Fourth Quarter? You'll hear yeah. him like do that. Swish. So, yeah, Swish. <laughs> so, uh, like, that's pretty dope. And um, so... Ricardo, me, uh, JP, he's a new, he's a new up and coming R&B artist, so you'll hear from him. Um, I have a girl, you know, that uh, does music with us. She's not a full part of Varsity yet. Uh, she's still, you know, kind of like determining whether she wants to be with us or whether she wants to do her own thing individually. But her name's Amanda, uh, Amanda Austin. And we'll, you might hear some more from her, but other than that, it's really just us. And specifically, you and JP are going to be... Uh are going to have your event soon. That's going to be at the end of this month on the 30th. Correct. At Backstage Live. Correct. Tell me a little bit more about that. Uh, okay, so what we're doing is in San Antonio, Backstage Live, downtown, it's a big like venue. And so what we decided to do was do like a back-to-school bash. But we just didn't want it to be themed like it's back to school bash because, you know, some people don't go to school like me. I'm not in college anymore. So, I mean, it's, it's actually a party. It's called Turn Up To You Max Out Bash. So, you know, we want people from, you know, wherever you're at in San Antonio, come out support. There's already a lot of people saying they're going to come out and support from like UTSA, uh, St. Mary's, um, like a lot of the Alamo colleges. I know Trinity, um, I'm missing one, um, Incarnate Word. And um, there's like a lot of like students that are like really about it, you know. And yeah. so, I mean, it's the first week or the first Friday the school begins. So it's supposed to be a huge turnout. Um other than that, like, I'm going to hit the stage. Every, we're going to go on as far as artists at 12. Uh, JP's going to open up. Um, I have a DJ. That's, his name's DJ Hans. Um, I'm trying to get him into varsity, too. But we'll see if I can get that. But um, he's going to do mixing. He's really good. He's always in San Marcos. He DJs at the Square. I believe that's what it's called up there. Oh, okay. But he's always up there. He, he, he's really big in, in San Marcos. Um, hopefully, we get some Texas State people up there, too. We're going to go out there and talk to them, too. So. Nice. Um, but other than that, out. yeah. But other than that, it's supposed to be a huge event. You know, uh, first time varsity music is putting it together. But I feel like it's going to be a great turnout, and I think people be pleased with it when they come out. Yeah. So, what can people expect aside from listening to Apos and then JP, as you mentioned as well, with yeah. varsity music and uh, DJ man, It's, it's going to be crazy. We have a B contest going on that same night, um, and if you get the most beads, because we, we bought beads, so if you get the most beads, you're going to get a hundred dollars. Uh, first place, second place, $50. Um, what else? I know there's going to be like a lot of other stuff, just like little surprise things. I don't want to throw too much out yet. We might, still might, have a bikini contest. I'm not sure. It might be something that we throw in there. But there's a lot of little stuff that's going to be going on. But like I said, I mean, they can really just expect a really good like mix because that dude, DJ Hans, he... He's really good at what he, he turns does. it up. Yeah, he turns up. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, really good music. I mean, you're you're gonna get a variety of music. And I, I, I mean, we we call it turn up to you max out because like literally, from the time those doors open, we're planning on like having it like good music the whole time, you know. Mm-hmm. And then definitely once we hit the stage, I'm I'm planning on, you know, really tearing it up, tearing it up. <laughs> exactly. And doors are at nine p.m. Yeah, doors open at nine. Uh, it's nine to two, nine to two a.m. Like I said, we going at 12 as far as the artist goes, and it'll probably be about an hour set or 45 minutes. Depends on, you know, everything else as far as, like, the DJ and everything. And that's going to be $15 at the door, 
$5 presale, uh, ladies half price from 9 p.m. to 11 p.m. Correct. And, and right now, yeah, like you said, pre-sales are $5. So if y'all see me in the street, you better get those pre-sale tickets. <laughs> and uh, aside from Backstage Live, which is on the 30th, mm -hmm. there's something else coming up. Yeah, I got this uh, this little um, this little gig at the, what is it, the White Rabbit. I have to look at the little thing. I actually just got invited to it recently, so I don't know too, too many details on it. But uh, it's, it's actually that one... It's, it's crazy how it happens. Like, there's a lot of artists out in San Antonio, like you said, you know, that are independent artists. And what it is, is all the artists have come together and said, you know what, let's do a big event so people can really get a taste of what San Antonio has to bring as far as, like, music goes. And so I think it's really going to be a good event. I mean, I, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm excited about it as well. I mean, because like you said, I have that on the 30th and then Saturday, that's my day to like whatever, relax, and do whatever I need to do. And then, <laughs> and then Sunday, Sunday, boom, back we're back on, back on it. But like I said, as an artist, there's no better feeling than that. Yeah, so. I think you're going to turn it up till you max out. I uh, think. <laughs> definitely, definitely. I'm trying to find that flyer really quick for you. Um, but, but I know it's going to be at the White Rabbit. Um, I believe the doors open, I want to say at like 8 from what I saw. I had to check back with it because, like oh, I said, that's fine. Yeah, I'll definitely put it up on the uh, on the website and on your featured artist yeah, page I'll as well. Uh, as a matter of fact, uh, I know you're not too familiar with Rabbit. I'm I'm actually since my main uh, musical interests lie more in indie rock and alternative kind of music. I've been to the Rabbit plenty, plenty of times. Oh, okay. Um, it's pretty cool. It's it's on St. Mary's. There's not all. It's I believe right across the street. If it's still the way it, it used to be, which I'm pretty sure it is, the mix is right across the street. I think there's a few more clubs that have opened up on that strip as well hmm. uh so st mary's is trying to trying to be that i guess what austin sixth street um but we'll see i mean it's i i, I haven't been to the rabbit in a long time so hopefully i'm able to make it out and check out everybody else all hey, the other artists it's gonna be dope i actually found a little thing it's it's called when it's it's called when the worlds when when the worlds collide i believe i'm trying to pull it up yeah when the worlds collide um and so i mean i think it's dope i mean the the prices looks like they're pretty reasonable. It's twenty one and up five dollars, and then eighteen and up is eight dollars. And like I said, there's probably like thirteen artists that are going to perform that night, so it's going to be pretty pretty That's intense. Awesome. Yeah, it sounds like it. Yeah. So. so after backstage live, after the White Rabbit, what are the plans for AFOS? You've already started recording new material. Mm -hmm. How far are you in that process? Is that something that we can expect to see? before the end of the year? Um, I'm actually going to give a little sample of one of the tracks I worked on at. Um, backstage live so I'm gonna give him at least one and that's called everything's presidential so uh, I think everybody would really like that song it's pretty funny yeah yeah <laughs> you're laughing because you heard the CD yeah so it's it funny how that song became like everybody used to kid and because on that because on that uh, Young and Reckless track when I came in they were like hey everything presidential like yeah. you know what I'm saying or whatever everything <laughs> presidential and I couldn't say it, so people <laughs> thought it was presidential. funny you know so I had one of my friends actually contact me and say Hey, you should make a track called Everything's Presidential. And I was like, what? And I was like, she was like, yeah, I think it'd be dope. And I was like, uh. all right. So I kind of threw it in the back of my mind. And then I was like, I, I had already kind of thought something like that, you know, as far as like music went. But mm -hmm. whenever, she, whenever she told me that, I was like, well, maybe I should really go through it. So then I talked to Ricardo and then me and him came with a dope beat and it just it was just took it was. off history. Yeah. But nice. it's, it's a pretty good track. Well, coming to the end of the uh, the episode, the interview, I just wanted to ask something that I ask pretty much everybody, or at least try to, a uh, question that my wife had come up with that led to an entire episode for, <laughs> for, for the uh, term manager for Girl in Coma. Uh, if someone were to write a book about you, what would the title be? 
I was about to say turn up, but but no, I'm playing. Um, if somebody was to write a book about me, what would they? What would the title be? Um, that's a tough question. God, I guess it would be. Um, I would say something like young entrepreneur or something like the title, like a young entrepreneur, something. I don't know. Because to me, I feel like, I mean, music is one thing for me, but at the same time, like, I just have such a big business mindset that it would be like, I mean, music is here right now. I'm looking at maybe later on and going into real estate. Like, I just have like a big plan. Like I said, I want to be like a, like a Jay-Z of a game or Puff Daddy or somebody, you know? Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I don't know. I mean, the next big thing, something, I don't know what they, what they would write as far as the title goes. I love that interview. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I appreciate your time again, Aaron. Uh, I know last interview, I'm sorry y'all missed it because that was also excellent. This one turned out <laughs> really great too. So I appreciate your time. Okay. Uh, I mean, yeah, definitely. I mean, come, I mean, a lot of people that don't know me, of course, or since I'm such a new artist, check me out on iTunes. Uh, definitely. AFOS. Uh, you can look up AFOS. That's A F O S. Or they can go to oh, the website. They can go to the website and they can click. There and they can and click it on there. The great thing about it, uh, the iTunes link on my website is that it doesn't take any money away from you. Yeah. It takes the money away from iTunes, so which, I get a cut. <laughs> and I also have your uh, you're on CD Baby as well. I've got that link as well. Okay. So whichever route they want to go, both options are there. You guys could definitely click click on it, listen to it. If you love it, buy it. And uh, please buy it. Not please buy it. <laughs> Also, man, I'm, I mean, since you got all those links, I'm not sure. You don't have my Instagram on there, though, right? Not yet. Okay. Well, so where can we find you on Instagram? Yeah, Instagram, AFOS580. Uh, and then uh, same thing on Facebook. They should be able to look it up underneath the same thing. I think that's what I have. I'm trying to change all my profiles over to AFOS580. Oh, yeah. So also, there's a VMC Instagram out there now, too. So if they look up VMC, I believe I put... It's like bar just look up Varsity Music Camp, and you'll find it on Instagram. It's probably easier that way. And then your Twitter handle is also... A false Yeah, so Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, they should all be the same. All right, and last minute thing, anybody you want to give a shout out to specifically? Man, uh, let me give a shout out to the whole San Antonio area, uh, Oklahoma as well. Uh, let me give a shout out to my camp, VMC, of course. Uh, a few other people. Let me give a shout out to Mario, even though he's right here. No, <laughs> um, I appreciate I mean, that. I mean, really. I mean, everybody who supports me, let me just give a shout out to everybody who supports me, who's, you know, backed me up, my mom, you know, my brothers, uh, definitely anybody who's already copped the CD. Um, I mean, that's it, really. All right. Well, thanks again, Aaron. Appreciate your time. All right. Thank you, Mario. Take happy. care. See you soon. All right. Special thanks to AFOS for being my guest in this episode and doing the interview twice. I really appreciate it, Aaron. Uh, he's going to be really busy on the 30th, next Friday at Backstage Live with his Turn Up Till You Max Out Back to School Bash, and then again on Monday, September 1st, at the White Rabbit. Details will be on the site shortly, so check them out there. Uh, that's uh, www.210lm.com. And you can also check them out at either venue. Just know that the Backstage Live event itself is his bill, along with JP, Kinda R&B, and DJ Hans. This week's featured artist is Rain on the Aftermath with their song, Drifting.